This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday the 5th of December. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on this week's show, Emmy Martinez talks about signing his new contract with the Gunners. Remember, a huge milestone for the club in our history lesson. Adrian Clark is back at the chalkboard, but we kick off by looking back at the weekend's action with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, the Gunners travelled to the London Stadium for the first time and after Mesut Ursula had given them the lead, it really became the Alexis show, didn't it? Arsenal will have to try something else. Xhaka and Mustafi involved. A short towards Alexis, gets away from Masaku. Still going inside the penalty area. Still going. It's the shot. Finds the corner. All his own work. Brilliant stuff from Alexis Sanchez. Turns his man, drives inside the penalty area and buries a shot into the corner. Arsenal have a second. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain over on the left-hand side. Alexis through the centre at the moment. Here is Mesut Ozil. Now it's with Xhaka, tries to knock it through. Falls towards Alexis, gets the shot away, finds the corner! Another for Alexis, another for Arsenal. Well, this time... Maybe Randolph could have done a little bit better. It was accurate, yes. It wasn't the most powerful strike, but it was enough to find the net once again. Yeah, goals is what been lacking, really, from uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Looks to play through towards Alexis, who's onside. Flag stays down. Alexis can complete the hat-trick here. Still going. Oh, and he finds the corner. Initially, it looked like he missed his kick, but he chips the keeper. Arsenal have a fifth. Alexis has a hat-trick, and the points, if they weren't before, are certainly heading back to the Emirates now. That was a wonderful, wonderful little dummy from Alexis Sanchez's through on goal. It looked like it missed it. Well, but certainly, he certainly deceived Aaron Randolph in goal. But he knew exactly what he was doing and flicked the ball over, over him for a superb hat-trick. What a, what a day for Alexis Sanchez. He laid the first one on the plate for Mesut Ozil. And then a hat-trick in the second half. Fantastic performance. And, um, well, these last 10 minutes, the game's absolutely come alive with goals. A quite brilliant 
Brilliant hat-trick from Alexis, and I'm delighted to say that John Cross joins me now to take a little look back at that game and build ahead to what lies ahead. Crossy, always a pleasure and great to have you back on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. How are you? Yeah, very good, thanks, Russ. Nice to be with you. Um, Alexis, absolutely stunning. What, what a display. Yeah, it, it was um, absolutely fabulous, really. Uh, the, the debate must now sort of kind of start whether, uh, you know, who's, who's scored the, the best hat-trick in, in sort of kind of in the history, really. It sort of revives wonderful memories of sort of great goals on feet, you know, Jerry Henry and uh, Ian Wright. But um, I do feel that sort of Alexis Sanchez, the, sort of the mix of goals was lovely, really. One of power. Um, yeah, well, I think it also is, is obviously his approach by a cute little sort of chip as well, a little dink. Um, so a nice variation of goals. Absolutely fantastic. That that's a striker on top of the game. A few weeks. Ago. And how would you assess his whole season so far, John? He scored a lot of goals. He had one perhaps slightly barren spell, didn't he? But even then, the performance levels, the commitment, it was all so high and so energetic. Yeah, I think I think sometimes the thing is with Sanchez is that you, you almost got to hold him back, haven't you? Um, he's so enthusiastic, he's so determined to play um, that sometimes in, in in the modern day, I think you've got to rest players and, and, and actually stop them from themselves, if, if you like, really. And Sanchez has is, is just got that infectious enthusiasm. I think he's really coming into form now. He wants to play in every single game, which is absolutely wonderful quality to have. And he just inspires and I think he lifts all those around him, which is brilliant to see. Well, let's hear a little bit of the boss's view on Alexis's performance on the day. For me, it took him a while to get mentally into the game, you know, and, uh, but uh, he's a fighter, he's a winner, and uh, uh, he always can deliver something special. He has a short back lift, he's quick, he's quick to close down, and uh, he has been exceptional, I agree. Larson Wenger also gushing with praise for Alexis and no wonder, John. Do you feel he's at the absolute peak of his powers now? And, and if so, contractually, we're at a very important time, aren't we? And I wonder what that could mean. Yeah, I, I, I do think there's a bit of uh, negotiating to be done. And while he scores every goal with every man of the match performance, probably you can have a zero at the reality of it, isn't it, really? What I think he's taken a step forward is his... Um, adjustment from playing wide left of attack into a central forward and I think he just creates absolutely everything at, at the moment he's just taken to that uh, role very very quickly I had my doubts at first at the start of the season whether he could do that it's more like a Luis Suarez sort of role at the moment isn't it? he's really sort of non-stop energy and work rate movement pace um, and he creates openings for others as well as taking goals which is the beauty of it so I think to that end he's adapted and improved as a player so I do think he's at the peak of his powers. I'll tell you what, another guy who caught the eye, maybe not quite as much, but certainly played well, was Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, also on the score sheet. And uh, he's been speaking after the final whistle to us as well. Yeah, obviously, we know we're, we're good on the on the counter. And I think, the, especially in the second half, the, the game opened up in that way. And, and it let us, you know, break. And Mesut and Alexis are always the first people that, you know, are turning and going in behind. And, you know, and then the likes of myself and Theo, we can... You know, we try and keep up with them and, and go around the outside um, and get up to them and support. And we did that in the end. And we had a few opportunities that we missed. I think I had a few as well that, that I missed and it could have been more. Um, but in the end, you know, it was convincing. I think when they scored uh, the goal, it sort of kicked us back into life a bit. And we went and, um, you know, we were a bit more clinical and we finished the game off. The Ox there, Crossy, and uh, a guy taking his chances of late, particularly with Iwobi not in the starting eleven at the moment and, and just getting a bit more of an opportunity. 
Yeah, I think it's it's really good to see, actually. Uh, I think I've been sort of refreshed by that. I mean, it's difficult always. It's a natural instinct to give man of the match, I think, whenever someone scores a hat-trick. But uh, actually, Alex Costantin made a really strong against himself to, uh, <laughs> to kind of take the bottle of champagne, didn't he? I think he tried to grab it from, from the TV interview afterwards as well, which was amusing to see. I, I like Oxford Champion. I think he, he's such a talent. He's got power, he's got pace, he's got so much potential. He's obviously trying to find, I think, um, you know, he's weighing the team a little bit. I think Arsene Wenger was saying last week it's going to be a big end of the season for him. And I do think that's the challenge in front of him. I think he's got uh, the world at his feet, really, Alex. I think he can sort of play wide right. He can play central. He can play from the left. I think Arsene Wenger still harbours a vision that he'll play more inside and play as a central player in the long-term future. So I do think it's interesting whenever he gets the opportunity to drift inside, as he often did um, on, on Saturday, a much more adaptable, versatile role. Um, then I think he sort of kind of shows his best qualities there because he's got a nice range of passing, fantastic pace, um, and a lot of power to go with it, and a, and a rasping shot, of course, as well. And John, you think of the depth of this wider Arsenal squad. Is this the deepest you've ever known it? And would you rate Alexis as the most important player in that squad? Obviously, Ozil is, is still close. Yeah, I, I think because the striker scores goals, I think it's the, it's the obvious one to make. I still think that there's a Ozil takes some beating. I just think he's a joy to watch. Sometimes you just go to, to an Arsenal game and even if the game's not, not the greatest, Ozil will do something during that game. Like, you know, a nutmeg here, a nutmeg there, or something. You look at defence with a wonderful um, pass. And I still think that Ozil makes a very, very strong case. I think it's a good squad. I think it's a good deep squad. I don't think you can possibly compare the current squad to that of, say, for example, the Invincibles, who I do think had backup and options in every single department. They didn't have the greatest numbers, in fact, they've not got the numbers of now. I think they had quality, they had depth, they had strength, experience, and they also had definite different alternatives, which were real match winners. So I do think the Invincibles, for me, I still think is the best Arsenal squad in the Wenger era. John, you look at the title race and obviously Arsenal looking well set, back up to second, not much between them and the top and just with a little edge now on one or two of their other main rivals. How do you feel that's looking? And also, you're only allowed one, I stress one, who do you think will be the Gunners' biggest title challenger as we head into the second part of the season? Well, I think the, the biggest title challenger would definitely be Chelsea. They've surprised me um, in, the, in the way that they've come on and I know Arsenal fans will quickly jump on that and say, oh, yeah, we've beaten them. Um, you know, the Emirates, which is absolutely true, but since then they've reinvented themselves, haven't they, in terms of tactics, in terms of formation. Conte's an outstanding coach. Um, I do think that uh, it's going to be a very interesting title race. I still think that Chelsea will be the main threat, as I say. I do think that that little pack behind, in terms of Manchester City and Liverpool, might be, even be something sort of sleeping up on the rails. That, in a way, is a good thing. Because actually, if everyone is sort of in in that mix and everyone ends up beating each other, um, rather, then I do think that has opened the door for a sort of kind of a late late surge, if you like, really. So that's sort of, you know, massive advantage perhaps for Arsenal. They can sneak in and take advantage when others slip up or indeed when others beat each other in the title race. She'd mentioned, obviously, this Tuesday, John, it's an important one, isn't it? The Basel game with Arsenal through. We know that to the knockout stage of the Champions League again. But will they finish second? Probably. 
how do you think they'll treat this night? Well, I do, I do think they'll be rest and rotate a little bit, actually. Um, I think bearing in mind they've got Stoke on Saturday, I think that's the natural inclination. And I think that um, Arsene Wenger has actually changed the team, I think, to, you know, through, through the European rounds. I think he almost has to be resigned somewhat to, to finish some second. I think what um, in previous years first um, gets you is um, a pardon from, from kind of any, any criticism as much as anything. Because it's still a bit of a lottery. But I do think that normally you reduce your risks of getting a big gun if you finish um, first because all the other big teams normally you'd expect them to win their group. I think the difference this year is you look through the groups and it's remarkable to see kind of the, the mix of teams going into into the final um, sort of section who could still finish, you know, second place, whether it be sort of Bayern Munich, Madrid, or um, uh, it, it, is, it is absolutely bizarre this year. So I do think actually for once, I think it might be um, to Arsenal's advantage to finish second and then sort of kind of see who they get. They'll probably come back to haunt me when I say that and they still get a big cut in the draw, <laughs> um, you know, follow, following this last round. But I do think it's very interesting sort of times ahead. But I do think that um, Arsenal played well in this, in this competition, but I do think PSG uh, really were the better team at the Emirates and could have won that game, which of course they drew 2-2. Um, but I don't think it's perhaps the end of the world uh, as such, but I would expect us to put on a, a strong performance and perhaps get a positive result in, in Basel, but they're in confidence and form at the moment. John, sounds good to me. As I let you go, my friend, two quick-fire questions for you. Who is your gut reaction that Arsenal will draw in the Champions League? And what league position will they be in come New Year's Day? Uh, I think they'll be second New Year's Day, and that won't be too badly um, at all. Thank you very much. Take that. Um, and I do think... I don't know, someone like... I mean, it, I, I'd say Bayern Munich, but I don't think they can. <laughs> no. so, so they normally get that. So if they don't get Bayern, they'll probably get Barcelona. <laughs> we will see. John, as ever, my friend, brilliant to have you on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast and your views are very much appreciated. Thank you. Rising young goalkeeper Emmy Martinez has put pen to paper on a new long-term deal to keep him at Arsenal. The Argentinian spoke to Arsenal.com about his pride in extending his stay with the club. It feels amazing, to be honest. Um, I've been here for six, seven years already. Um, I have this opportunity to sign a new deal. It's, it's a great achievement for me and for my family. Um, I'm very grateful um, and I hope I can be here for many, many years. The boss has been very complimentary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. About you, we asked him about you and your new deal. He said, Emmy's mean, got all the qualities that a goalkeeper needs and you are the future goalkeeper of this club. That's pretty great words from a manager like Arsene Wenger. Uh, uh, the, we all know the boss is one of the best managers in the world. Um, for him to say that about me is, is uh, very nice, to be honest. Um, he will look in, he been looking after my career for, for since I'm 16, 17. Uh, it's been such a big influence for me and I'm, get, I'm very, very grateful. Like you say, you've been here quite a long time now. What does Arsenal mean to you? Uh, it means everything. Uh, I grew up here. Uh, I learned English in the UK. Um, I got everything in the UK. Uh, I, love my, I love this club. Um, I want to be the number one for this club for so many years. Uh, and I think this is a big step for me, um, signing a new deal for Arsenal. Uh, training every day with big goalies, big players. Uh, I, I feel one of them now, so uh, I really want to reach the top level. You say you've sort of grown up here in the UK. How do you think you've changed both on and off the pitch? Um, Arsenal is not just about a football club, it's a family. Yeah, you grow up as a man, as a player. Uh, it teaches you how to develop, uh, like I said, not just as a player. As a, as a man, so I feel like I'm a grown man now and I have to say thanks to this club, to, um, to the goalkeeper coach, not just Jerry Payton, I would say Tony Roberts, Lee Smell, uh, now Sal, um, they've been looking after me day by day and I'm very grateful. Like you mentioned, you're working with some pretty great goalkeepers as well, Petr Cech, David Ospino, how much are you learning off them? Um, you learn every day of, of them. Obviously, Pete played uh, the Premier League, so you can see Pete every day uh, in training. And what he does in the game is is very nice to see. David, when he comes in the Champions League, uh, he plays like, the way he plays because we all we all fight. Um, that's why I choose to be in this club. Um, everyone fight for their position, and it's a very nice competition, to be honest. They're great, they're great man, they're great people. They're all working hard, and that's why we all push forward. Very exciting future for you, but what does it hold? What are your aims? What do you hope to be? I want to I wanna be the number one for this club. Um, since I signed for this club, Jerry said, like, you're great talented, you're the future. Um, I think this moment is now. Uh, I'm trying to push forward. The boss is giving me the League Cup. I'm trying to show myself, show the fans, show everyone how good I am. Um, every day in training, uh, it's not just about playing well in a game. It's about um, being the, the first one to arrive, uh, the last one to leave. Uh, I'm, one, I'm one of them. That's why uh, my future is here. And 
it's Adams, put through by Bold. Would you believe it? Oh, Charlie George, you can hit him. Oh, a great goal! It's up for grabs now! Thomas! Right at the end! On December the 10th, 2011, Arsenal celebrated the club's 125th anniversary. The Emirates Stadium crowd was treated to a host of legendary players prior to kick-off and the current crop made sure the day was perfect by beating Everton by a goal to nil, all thanks to a truly stunning Robin Van Persie volley. It'd be interesting to see who comes on, you know, who, who, who they replace when they come on. But, uh, you know, I think it's needed at the moment. Good ball, here's Van Persie, what a strike, what a goal that was! Sheer quality for Robin Van Persie, fan by Son. What a goal on Arsenal's 125th anniversary, and Thierry Henry applauds him. Brilliant goal. That's a really difficult skill, and he's made it look easy. Look at that, one chance in the game he's really had, and that's absolutely breathtaking finish, that is. That is fantastic. We'll have another history lesson for you next week, but now it's time to look ahead to Stoke's visit to Emirates Stadium in the Premier League this coming weekend with Adrian Clark. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. So we're at the chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Clark, you looking good? Everything good? Yeah, all is well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, when you've just beaten West Ham 5-1, life, you know, life feels OK. <laughs> I concur. That's a good way to look at it. Glass very much half full. Now, obviously, a brilliant hat-trick from Alexis in that match, as we've been discussing on the podcast already. Um, tell me about your favourite Arsenal hat-trick. That is our question on the chalkboard. Yeah, it's such a tricky one, because there have been some corkers down the years. This has got to be up there. I think that, that one from Alexis... It has to be one of the best Premier League hat-tricks. It has to be in terms of the quality of the finishing. But, but yeah, no, my, my all-time fave is actually a four-goal salvo from Andre Arshavin at Anfield. It just, it just put such a smile on my face. I remember it clearly. I was dating the now Mrs. Clark, uh -huh. um, the lovely Kate, and um, it was quite early stages. And I remember taking her to the pub to watch the game, and she had not much interest in it, but... Andre Arshavin was so good that night that she, even by the end of, end of it, she she was beaming from ear to ear. It was it was it was a really good uh, evening for Arsenal, and particularly from him. Classic hat trick. So he effectively played matchmaker by facilitating the evening. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, good job it wasn't a Stoke game potentially. Ooh, no, I didn't go there. Stoke. Um, this is an interesting challenge, isn't it? Because they're a team who've really come on. I know we keen to be seem to be saying this for a while that they're a team that's evolved their play, their style, their personnel, mm. but that seems to have continued. Mark Hughes is a good manager. He's solid. He knows exactly what he's doing in the Premier League. Um, they had an awful start. They were poor in the first few weeks, but they've recovered really well. He's just made one or two tweaks to his team. Um, they've changed their system in recent games. They've gone to three at the back, which is interesting. Very uh, fashionable, of course, to go with three at the back. But no, they play good football now. They've got talented match winners. They're organised. So this is not going to be an easy game. They've only conceded. Did you know this? I, I only found this out today. When I looked back at their recent results, they've, they've not conceded more than one goal in a Premier League game for nine straight matches, wow. Stoke City. So it's one goal or clean sheet for nine straight games in the league. That tells you 
that they're very well organised. It's not going to be an easy game. And you consider all the injuries they've had and people dropping in and out of their back four and goalkeeper as well. Mm. They've been through a fair different number of personnel, which makes this all the more impressive at times. Big time. Jack Butland, it was their main man, wasn't he, really? And uh, he's not played. But Grant has come in and has surprised everybody. He's been a revelation, really. He's had some outstanding games. Um, he's very agile, good reflexes. So, so he's come in and done well. Shawcross is out at the moment. He's normally the rock. I've got to be honest, I've never been a massive Shawcross fan. I don't think he's as mobile as you need to be. And um, and I'm, I think it's working really well with Martyrs Indy at the heart of their defence. I think they've got uh, Muniesa one side at the moment and Glenn Johnson at the other. And it's working just fine for them. So look, they won't be easily broken down in this game. And you look at the rest of their potential, particularly in attack and in midfield, what would you single out there? Oh, well, they've got good players, haven't they? They've got... Um, Shakiri and Arnatovic are the, are the key men. I mean, everything seems to go through them. Um, Charlie Adams come back into the team. I think he's a, he's a strength and a weakness for them because if, if you leave him to, to have a shot with his left peg, he, that is dangerous. That is risky. He's got a hammer left foot, but he's slow. He's so slow. I think he's one of the slowest players in the division. So, so while we need to be mindful of his ability on the ball, off it, Runners, get runners around Charlie Adam, make him chase here, there and everywhere. We could be in business. So what would you say would be a realistic league finish for a team like Stoke from here? They're ninth oh, at the moment, aren't I they? I think they would go, be happy with ninth. I think oh, that's yeah. about right. Um, last few seasons have been top half, haven't yep. they? Um, yeah, I would say eighth, ninth, tenth is standard now for Stoke City, which is shows how far they've come, really. Um, and confident not to panic in those first few weeks. There wasn't really even a sniff, really, of Hughes' job being under threat, was there? Nah, I don't think there should be. He, he, he knows what he's doing. He can't buy experience, and he he's very diligent. He trains his players hard. I know that. I've, I've spoken to players down the years that have worked with him. He's tough. Uh, so they're super fit. He's organised. He likes to encourage a nice blend of football. I think he, he wants his team to pass, but they'll also mix it. We know here at Arsenal that Stoke like to mix it. And uh, even though it's not a Poolist team anymore, they'll be physical. So you look at Arsenal's approach to playing Stoke. Yeah. We'll talk about what of your specific key battleground is mm. in a moment, but just mm. broadly, how difficult will that be? Well, we're on home turf. It's our game to win. We're going to be in the ascendancy, you would imagine. So it's all for me at the moment. It's all about fast starts. We saw it at West Ham; it worked. We got one. It took a while to to build on that lead, obviously. But no, it's all about tempo, um, speed of, of thought, sharpness early on. I think if we put Stoke on the back foot and, and stretch play like we did against West Ham, I love the way that we moved the ball quickly from one side of the pitch to the other, getting down the sides. We did that against Stoke. I can't see them being able to hold us out to a clean sheet or one goal again. I think this record should be broken in this game by Arsenal. OK, so what is then your key head-to-head? -head? What well, is your key battleground? It has got to be the man in... Well, it, I say the man in form. The big man in form is Alexis. We know that. But the, the other guy in form at the moment for me is Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Uh, OK, his final ball wasn't... Always perfect against West Ham, but you can see the confidence surging through his veins at the moment. I'm liking him on the left. And when I look at Stoke, if they remain unchanged, wing-back was Duff, who's a forward, and right centre-back was Glenn Johnson. Now, for me, neither are great defenders. So get the ball to Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, get him running at those guys, and hopefully he'll have another field day.
And in a sentence, how do you beat Stoke? I think at the moment, if to beat Stoke, you get tight to Shakiri and Anatovic. You do not give them the time or space to create anything because 90% of all the good things they do come through that pair. Shackle them. Our quality should be good enough to take the three points. Thanks for your thoughts on that. And quite dapperly dressed today. I think responding Makes to some change. of the uh, abuses received in that uh, regard in recent weeks. Coming into the studio, very smart. It is the Arsenal Weekly Podcast Editor. It's Liam Roberts. I'm still reeling from Adrian Clark's seduction technique, hearing all about that. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, that was, that was pretty much a one and only football-related date. A but pub, a pub and a Andre Archer. Uh, I know. And they're still together with children. <laughs> <laughs> so, last week... Asked you how many saves Petr Cech would make in the match at the weekend. Russ, you went for... I think I got a bit carried away. I went eight. I think you were thinking of West Ham last season, weren't yes, you? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, you went for five. Um, it was only two. Yeah. So toothless, I think, we, uh, we say West Ham were at the weekend. Yeah. Um, you were talking about how Stoke have evolved mm. and how they get a bit more possession. So we're going to go for a possession split this week. Um, okay. Okay, so we're level pegging, right? It's uh, 11 yeah. all now. Yeah, yeah, 11 all, right. Happy days, that's good. You've right. never been ahead all season. No, you? no. It's okay. just, I don't want to peak too soon. Um, I think Stoke will have a fair bit of the ball. West Ham had more of the ball, didn't they, than Arsenal, and, and we spanked them 5 1. So goes to show that we don't need to boss position. Actually, I think the less position we have, it might help us in this game. That said, I think we'll just shade it. I'm going to go for 51.5% possession for Arsenal. Very specific. Details, Very specific. Yeah. I will say 54. Okay, I'm yeah. not going to say 52 because yeah. that would just be a bit boring. I think 54 is a fair, a fair effort. Yeah. yeah. See, your, your tactics are evolving the same way that, uh, yes. that, that the Stoke Arsenal possession is. <laughs> so, um, good luck, lads, and we'll uh, see who goes ahead next week. Yeah, bring it on. And of course, Clarky, I believe in the commentary box as we look forward to Tuesday night in that big game against Basel. Yeah, can't wait for it. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Emmy Martinez, to John Cross, and of course to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, leaving us a five-star review in the process. You can find us on Acast as well, so you'll never miss another episode. We're back on Monday, the 12th of December. And until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.